Hey, the campaign's over, but we have a lot to say about it. Find out this week on The Hapless Heroes. everybody. It's me, Francesco, uh, one of the hosts and DMs of the Hapless Heroes podcast. Tonight, we're just going to do a bit of reminiscing, a bit of recollecting, a bit of reminding ourselves uh, what the fuck happened these last six and a half years in this campaign, as well as potentially set some expectations about, you know, what next season might look like without spoiling anything for you. Um, I'm going to introduce my, all my friends here sitting with me. I got Dave with me here. Hey, guys. We got Mike. Hello. We got Nicole. Oh, God, how do I introduce myself when I'm playing myself? <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking the same thing. I was like, oh, my God, what do I say? <laughs> we got Zach. The next campaign is going to be all minions. We got Phil. It's been real. And we got John. I really do want to do a Muppet born. Oh, <laughs> a Muppet born. <laughs> yes. so, half I'm Muppet, gonna... half minion. So I'm just going to be completely honest, like this is this is this episode that like, we don't have necessarily a plan for it, but I just want to kind of like just take a moment to acknowledge the last six and a half years of this show and like how far it's like come and like what it's what ha- what it has become now, what it where, where it's going to be. And, you know, just kind of how we got here, because like this is this it is this, crazy going back and re-listening because I, I do that every once in a while. and I just started one this year. So it's like every day I go to the gym. And I listen to the podcast. So I'm on like episode 50.5, which is Enter the Frogman. It's the best one, <laughs> I, it, in my humble opinion. Like one of the best ones we've ever done. But um, the audio quality, the jump, that was huge. Like all the other mm-hmm, things that came mm-hmm. with that. Yeah, yeah this, I do this, like it when we stopped recording with only one mic overhead. <laughs> me too. That was that was an adventure. Um, you know, I have to say like, yeah, because that, that, that's a thing, right? Like this, the, this podcast right this season quote unquote i'm using heavy air quotes here because this season was just one campaign right we didn't split it up into seasons it was just one campaign over six and a half years as season one quote unquote <laughs> season one uh but like 2016 you know, it's, it's, through it's also like it's also like a time capsule of our lives right oh, yeah. like because yeah, there like have so been much how many like four marriages of yeah uh, various no. cast members <laughs> during the time that we did this podcast i met dated Married my wife, and we're coming up on our five year anniversary in November. <laughs> I, 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 four different apartments, four. Right. As I say, I, I, and just for a little self disclosure, right? Like, I got married, I got divorced, I'm still best friends with my ex wife, by the way, I should say, just to clarify for anybody listening. Like, Katie, she was in a couple of episodes, like in the early days, and I, my God, those were some of the, the funniest little things because she had no idea what was going on. She's never right. played D&D before. Right. And it was just like so fucking funny just to see her like just pick it up. She's just like, what do you want me to say? I was like, I don't know. Just wing it. It's what, it's what, it's what we're doing. Right? I have yeah, never God, played the game at all. So great. This podcast. Right. Half the people here uh, had never mm-hmm. played the game before this. Well, so I had the people who we started with and had never played before ever. Um, and so yeah, we had no idea what we were doing. I have not gone back and listened to early episodes, but that yeah, I would I, be listening to myself just learning how to play the game, period. 
Right. Yeah. Which, which like- I think is what, what really <laughs> intrigued people too, is that we really did kind of hash out like the how-tos of of the management of the game and and how things were rolling. And as you guys had questions, we were able to kind of like talk through that. And I think that really uh, intrigued a lot of people. Yeah, and I think, not to spoil anything, but I think we may able we may be able to kind of like rehash a little bit of that feeling in, in our next campaign. Yeah, again, without saying too much. Um, but yeah, it's just kind of crazy, right? And then like, you know, I met Nicole along the way during this rec- the recording of this podcast or whatever. Like we had played D&D together. We've been friends for a while, right? And then um, we kind of started seeing each other. And well, I was like, hey, you know, you're really good at D&D. Uh, do you want to be on this show that I'm doing? I know it's like a lot of pressure to ask you to now suddenly, you know, make yourself a somewhat public figure. Um, you know, cause you joined us, I think it was like right during, like during the pandemic, right? Like, right, like kind of right when, that, when that kicked off. Yeah. Very, very early. Very shortly the after. Pandemic, I think. Like, yeah. Like, yeah. yeah like mm-hmm. shortly after we started doing remote recording sessions, right. Mm-hmm. You know, I kind of, I think we brought you in as to play Boris, who was, I should say real quick, right. As sort of a, you know, as part of our reminiscing here, right. Boris, the butcher was just like a character. That was it was an accident, right? Because like I had intended way back when for Boris the Butcher, like when they turned around to just be like, you know, some just like some shortened stature, like a halfling or a gnome or something, like just someone who didn't like look the part. But then James, right before I was able to finish my sentence, <laughs> just said, as I say, you turn around and you see, and he's like a 12-year-old girl. And I was like, you know what? Yeah, actually, sure. It's a 12-year-old girl. And you a know, we shocking kinda... amount of our campaign has been defined by things blurted out in the pauses <laughs> between shit Fran says. Yep. Yeah. And uh... Part of me playing Boris as well was because when you had asked me about coming to play a character in, in the podcast, it was uh, because you guys were wrapping up the storyline and you just wanted me to play something for this short mini arc in these last like half dozen episodes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. How many, yeah. Yeah. How many, that, how many, that's how many times, note. yeah, how many <laughs> times during we were, the course, we were just, we were a couple weeks away from ending it. that campaign for like two and a half years. I was <laughs> going to make a character for that, right? I'm just going to play this, like, we'll bring back this NPC. It'll be a fun little, you know, riff. I had another I remember, character in a different campaign a that I just wrapped up that was, you know, similar. And we were like, yeah, we can kind of like fuse them and like, yeah, it's good. We'll play this. Yeah. I remember no, a conversation exactly a year ago where I said, "Hey, Fran, like I'm I'm taking on this new role at the school. How, how, when do you think we're going to be wrapping up?" He's like, "Oh, probably around July." I was like, "Great, End of the month, easy, perfect." Yeah, of like, which that year? Would, that would align perfectly with life. Here it is. I remember like March. <laughs> I remember like October 2019. I was like, yep. "When is this campaign again?" End? And he was like, "Yeah, probably by like January." Really soon. Really soon. Yeah. <laughs> if only I knew. I think I somewhere along the way, also here. So it obviously, it was something fun. Yeah, Fran and I had this had had this conversation in one of our behind the screen channels, and it was you know it was like, oh yeah, we should be done by the end of the year. And I'm like, okay, we have this list of things that we have to check off of these Chekhov's guns that are on yeah, the wall. So, <laughs> so we actually have like a pinned post in like our little private channel where it's like essentially every story thread right that was left unresolved. We just cataloged them all into like one big list. So it's like, you know, we need to be able to essentially cross out as many of these as we can to actually like end this show because we've like put so many plot threads out there. Like we still didn't even probably hit everything. 
Oh no! Right? And there's ones we absolutely de- never even remembered to put on. Which the I list. guarantee, <laughs> probably over the course of the next few weeks, right before our mailbag episode, like I know I've already seen some of those questions coming in about, like, just like you know, uh, some of these, some of those things. It's like, yeah, there's 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 stuff that we just could, just could not get. Who to is who is the mob boss? That was so oh, long that ago. Razi, Razi, the devil. Whatever yeah, happened yeah. to him? <laughs> also, I know, we I, have to assume now. There's just buried treasure somewhere in the land of the frost. <laughs> yes, there is. <laughs> there is. Buried treasure is just there, which don't worry. Actually, that is that's a great idea. If you know, you know the plant. You know, never mind. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, everything right. like, that's there and unresolved is still there. It's still we're, there. We're doing. We're trying so hard not to spoil anything for next sure, season because sure, like, sure. we already have a lot of ideas of like what direction we're going to take things. So like we don't yeah. want to. We don't want to get too in the weeds of that or commit too much to anything like on air right now in this episode, just in case there's a lot of that subject that changed. So we don't want to start putting that stuff out there and get y'all hyped for something that might look completely different by the time we actually yeah. sit down and start recording it. Nice. But that's how excited we are. Yes, we're so excited, though. <laughs> All I'll say is that there will be commemorative cups. <laughs> I can't commit to that, but we actually, we, I think we have mugs actually on our, our, our merch store, which I always forget to plug and tell people that exists, but we do actually have a merch store. It's on Spreadshirt. Right. Can we throw um, some custom designs up there that just say, that has like a mug that just says hashtag taste it on it? Why the fuck not actually? Please why the fuck not? That's, that's, I'll, I'll, I'll give you, I'll give you a design for that one. <laughs> yeah. Let's, let's get a good font for it and we'll slap yeah, it on yeah. a mug or something. I, um, I, th- I threw up the mock-up of Morton is gorgeous t-shirts. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, fantastic. It. Yeah. Like, you know, like, yeah. I mean, the thing is, it's like people, I don't know. It's just like, we've had such a, like a weird, like, and this is the thing I want to kind of also address, right? Is that like, you know, we've built up kind of like this weird, like, not, I'm not going to say weird, but just this cult following almost, I guess we'd liken it to like for this show, right? Because again, like we're not one of the big D and D podcasts out there or anything like that, but we're just, you know, we are, we were putting out content and people are fucking listening to it. We've had people tattoo our podcast logo on their bodies. Like, you that's know, like, crazy. Like, Reach that level <laughs> yeah. of fame. That's so right? cool. Yeah. yeah. Quote, unquote. yeah. Um, but like, you know, and which, I mean, shout out to, to, you yeah. is it uh whack job? Um, well, that was his former name in discord bulldog. Timmy, I think is his name now. Cause he's also a, a streamer. So I think it's like, he's like kind of, you know, his socials to match that now. It's called um, nurturing the brand friend. Fessy, our community manager, right? Uh, one of our community mods in in our in our Discord server, also got our tattoo. I got a tattoo on his Fantastic. body. I, yeah, yeah. So like cool. it's just yeah. You guys are nuts. I love you. Um, <laughs> just just want to say that, Fran, Fran and Dave. Since you two are are the hosts, uh, I think yeah. that means that you should get tattoos of uh, Bulldog Timmy and Fessy on on your bodies. <laughs> yeah. Is, that, yeah. is that what that means? That's how that works. Yeah. 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 I didn't sign Clearly. up for this. Fair is no. fair. I think no. you, I, you donned the host cap. I don't think that that's how that works, but um, that's cool if you think that. Um, but if I look at the trajectory of our podcast, too, because, like, okay, if you look at the very first adventure, right, that we had was actually one that I um, adapted from um, uh, uh, an adventure I found on uh, the DMs Guild, right, which is that resource that you can just, just people like, you know, write stuff, like whether it's custom uh, rule sets and things like that, or custom classes, adventures, whatever it is. Um, and I believe it was author DM, I think, who did that. Hold on, let me just make sure I'm crediting the person properly because it's been so long. I remember we credited them in the episode, but mm-hmm. like, I took that adventure and I adapted it essentially, right, to like, you know, just like as a, a good introductory thing for everybody because it was just cute, like as a boy in, a boy in his Modron, right? Yeah. And, you know, when it came time to like getting towards 
essentially our, um, you know, the conclusion of this campaign. Like I wanted to kind of bring things back around to involve the Modrons, right? Like of sort of, you know, bring things full circle, right? To like, you know, like why 31 Squared's appearance here in the March of the Modrons and all that stuff like that was like, you know, hinted at or whatever. Like I wanted to make that mean something besides just being a cute little adventure we started on. I think it was good to just sort of tip of the hat to our humble beginnings as a show, as a, a group of people playing D and D and, you know, and all that stuff, because it was just so different. Uh, and I'm sorry, it was, uh, Anth his name is Anthony. I'm pulling up the li link to the module, but yeah, you can still find it on the DMs guild. It's literally called a boy and his Modron. And it would be, it's a fun one to run like a new group of players through, honestly, it's just so cute. Um, and you can kind of see where, where, you know, what liberties we took and things like that. But I remember the author of that even posted on their like little DMs guild page. Like, Hey, like the hapless heroes, uh, ran this. Same with the guy we used, uh, Igor's challenge. Like I adapted Igor's challenge from as well. I, uh, you know, I, I asked him, I was like, Hey, do you mind if we like actually run this adventure in our podcast? Cause this looks like a fuckload of fun. And yeah, he's like, hell yeah, fun. dude. Like, let me know when the episode goes online. Like I want to listen to it. Yeah, <laughs> like, I want to hear, I, I, like, I want to hear who plays. Like, I want to hear how people play through this thing. I forget. Um, did we end up just pronouncing dude's name as testicles or did we just leave it as testicles? Yeah. Testicles. Um, yeah. I mean, <laughs> I'll never forget testicles as the character because, like, you know, it's spelled the same way. And it's so, like, I, like, as yeah. soon as I saw, so, like, when I read it, and listen, if, 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 the, if author DM, right, if that, if that guy, if that guy is still listening to our podcast today, if you're listening to this right now, my guy, um, I'm sorry. Like, I'm sure you meant testicles. Um, but like it was you great. know through the it hapless worked, filter it it, the ha yeah right it passed through the hapless moved. filter and then suddenly <laughs> this character was testicles <laughs> the man with <laughs> a very vague testicles yes with a very vague slavic accent that i kept yeah making eastern sound, european that, that, yeah, I, that yeah. I kept that i kept like sliding into german um <laughs> every time like i would do it for an extended period of time because i'm not i can't really do like a eastern european uh, accent for an extended period without it sounding like something else um, was the was the um the zero sandwich was that part of canon when we had to make zero the sandwich uh no 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 okay okay okay, okay, okay. Yeah. so uh, so if anyone if any of our patreon subscribers <laughs> may have listened to this already but so it's one of like our a quote one of the lost episodes yeah, right, yeah, yeah way back in the day with the single mic days like because exactly it was like a test about. it was like a, test it was a tester episode, episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah because that was actually and that was the episode where james actually switched to hoblet as his main character because initially he oh, was going right. to be pesca fresca yeah. Pesca Fresca, the fucking dragonborn cleric oh, or something wow, like that. That would have yeah, changed yeah, yeah, yeah. things so much. Right. So much. But wow. but he for this for this like little test adventure, this like we just wanted to record it. Again, we were doing equipment tests. We were just kind of seeing how to edit things. I was still learning how to like edit a podcast. I had auto engineering experience before this because I, I produced music and things like that. I'm like, you know, in bands and all that shit. But like I'd never done it for just an audio podcast. And having a single microphone was one of the most frustrating experiences of my life when it came to audio <laughs> editing. Uh, especially with how many times James would slam the fucking table because he's just so <laughs> animated when he talks. You know what I mean? He was just always slam the table. And so I had to then start suspending the mic over the table because we had it sitting yeah. on the right. table. Anyways. Um, thank you. So, like, as an aside, thank you patrons for affording us the ability 
to get microphones. <laughs> actually, that's before I even our Patreon. I, I funded all oh, that yeah, with yeah. my own with my own yeah. wallet, right? And right. then eventually, just like our Patreon money, it was it was able to help supplement some of like the, those costs, right? Because like, yeah, it's it's not cheap to get all this equipment, right? Thanks, but I managed to. Yeah, well, I don't care, dude. It was my pleasure. I love this shit. Um, so like. We had that. So this episode was a test episode. Again, James created Hoblet the Smasher. Um, and we ran this episode where essentially Zero was sending the heroes off on, I think Dave was DMing. Zero yep. sent the, 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 the hero, our, our illustrious heroes as, you know, in their early stages off to um, get some sort of part. You know, we used like a lot of the, there's that VX junkies subreddit where it's like technical jargon and shit like that. And Dave just started making up a bunch of like words. Like, yeah, hey, you need to get this thing. It's get it from this guy, whatever. So we went on this whole adventure. We fought uh, a gazebo and then um, we found out that this device that he wanted was just a, a, a sandwich, a submarine sandwich. That was was like that the, what like the gazebo case. was? That's yes. the first gazebo. That was the wow. first gazebo. But then but I, didn't, right. I didn't even know about that. that yeah, that you were before, not there. Was, yeah, you, you were not there. there. I, I didn't realize there was a well, gazebo. Well, actually, actually, it's because you weren't able to make it that night because we were still recording our first like run of episodes. I was like, well, since Zach's not here, let's just play and record something because I'm still trying to figure this shit out anyways. So like that's again, that's why we did that session because like we Joe wasn't there either, I don't think. So like we, we were missing both you and Joe. And so we were like, well, like we haven't actually put out an episode out yet. So like, I don't want to like, let's just like wait for them to get back so we can record their episodes and stuff like that. And then we'll just do this thing instead. And that turned into essentially one of the bonus episodes we have up on our Patreon account. Um, We've made some of our best episodes. If we can't get everybody together, let's make up something random. And do that. Yeah. And that's the thing, right? Cause that's been yeah. a common theme, right? Like, cause like, again, we're not like, we don't do this for a living. You know, right. uh, we all have jobs and real lives and things like that outside of this. So, like, well, that's where know, the interns just, came from. Exactly. Yep. So, mm-hmm. like, we we, just, we we thought, like, okay, how do we? Because, like, you know, there are some times where it's easy to explain a character being away. We, you know, we, again, we had like the rocket. Remember, like, the, the whole like rocket contraption that was strapped to Peridil's ass, yep. where he like fucking blasted <laughs> t- towards us. And found him. Like, you know, we came we came up with like that was actually the that was the first episode that I think Hedrick made his appearance in as well. I'm pretty yep. sure it was it was it was that it was that adventure. Um, but so like, you know, we would always come up with ways to like do that when it wasn't when that character wasn't part of like whatever story was being told. But like if someone had to, like, if someone couldn't be here for a recording session and like their character was directly involved in whatever was happening, whether we were in a combat or, you know, whatever it was, right. We're like, well, we still want to record something tonight, but we don't want to like press on without this person. Cause like we kind of need them here to make sure that we have some kind of continuity for this encounter or whatever it is. So then the interns were born. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm glad you mentioned the interns because that brings up a very important point. The, I think we can all agree, best character in the entire podcast, Spanx Mahiney. No, that's why we killed Somebody him. mute this man. Which no. I yeah. think we can all agree again. Spanx no. was the one that we've, that we've discussed no. is joining the pantheon of gods. No, for the he, next is not. he is the not. The actual best character, though, was also in uh, one of those episodes where people couldn't be there. Namely, a Memorial Day where I couldn't be there, and that was the Pregnard episode. Oh, that's true. Right. Yeah, because yeah, I remember. So, like, I, you know, because we did. I remember there was that. There was at one point in time where we were like, we were trying to like figure out recording sessions and things like that. And yeah, there was a day where it was like, oh shit, like some of us have this day off. Like, why don't we just like record some bonus episodes or whatever this day? Mike, we had been missing, I think, for a couple so, episodes. right. So we had yes. to we had to explain where Quinn had been, and so Quinn ran into the Doctor and his frog. And uh, with Felix, 
Great, right. Yeah, I ran into you first, and then we we one of I, this I, whole situation. I might have did this the last time we did the recap, but one of the proudest moments of my life was setting up that can you fix my toilet joke. John, that <laughs> that remains to this day one of the best like setups. Like that, because like at the start of that episode, it was like it wasn't really clear who the DM was, right? We were right. all kind of just like throwing things into the soup that was like that episode, right? Of just that story. And I couldn't have been prouder of it, honestly, because like, I mean, like, you know, to be a DM and to like see your players like take charge of like a story to like really sort of like take the spotlight, like find their thing, right? And just, and just execute, just go. Like it is one of like my proudest things because I get to just sit here and enjoy what you're doing, right? I get to just sit here and then I can just react to whatever wacky shit you just said decide whether or not it happens exactly the way you described it right <laughs> and then and then we press on but like that's like it's like one of my it's, it's like my favorite exchange i think in like the way that we've done things right yeah. and i don't want to go too deep into this because i know we have some we have some questions for our mailbag episode that i want to do, do a deeper dive into because people have asked us about like you know if we would do anything differently or you know because if you look back mm-hmm. at these last six and, six and a half years so i kind of want to save that because i'm still kind of there's a lot i want to say to that and i could take up i could take up some time doing that right because we've learned yeah. a lot over the last six and a half years, you know, give the audience some time to generate some questions too. Also that too. Right. But like, um, you know, I will say like, you know, from like the humble beginnings we have, like, I remember like, you know, just trying to find ways because of all the characters coming in and out and people not being able to be part of the show anymore and stuff like that, because like there were some absences where like we knew they were temporary, but there were some that were kind of indefinite, right? Like, it's like Joe just like really couldn't commit to, to, to doing the show anymore. He got really right. caught up in work and all of his stuff. And, you know, I just think that he, you know, he just, he just really couldn't find like the time to do it. And that's fine. You yeah, know, then, like I, yeah. He got the good, he got the, you know, forever job he had after we started the podcast too. Like, right. I don't think he had, because again, he had right. Current job time here. capsule of our lives. We were all much younger when we were all six and a half years younger when we first started this and our lives were in very different places. Right. For so, sure. You know, we couldn't really predict a lot of the changes that our lives were going to go through. And they went through a lot of things and we managed to somehow like keep this, like, I don't, I think that it's, it's, it is a mark of achievement. I will say for most D and D campaigns, right. To have, to actually be consistent and last this long. Have a beginning uh-huh. and an end an actual. <laughs> because like to be able to coordinate essentially, cause like, you know, we get together essentially every other Monday for the most part and record a couple episodes. Like it's been formulaic for six and a half years like the occasional like rescheduling here and there sliding a day or two based on again real life things that come up but it's just like we've always we've always sort of stuck to that same sort of regimen and i don't i think i I need to give everybody a lot of credit because like yeah we've all had our absences and things like that but like still like i have to give everybody a lot of credit because like that's a no matter what changes we've gone through in our lives like we've still done this thing Mm-hmm. Well, and I think that really goes to the credit of the duo, you know, DM. I agree. The fact that both Stop. of you guys got time <laughs> to play a character. Yeah. Yeah. The concept of the dual DM worked. Yeah. Yeah. We could have imagined. That and, was, so and there were so many opportunities where, where like, I, I know I did a run of a couple episodes. John did. And, like, there were so many opportunities for you guys to kind of step back and just enjoy what you had created. And that is such a cool, unique aspect of this. Yeah. So like, I remember when we first started the show, like that was one of the core tenants I wanted to be part. Cause like, you know, again, I, I, we've talked about this in other recaps and other parts of the show, but like, you know, we, we, 
myself, Dave, and Mike, I, I was running a different campaign for them at a local game store that unfortunately has since closed. R.I.P. Jester's Cap, a.k.a. Um, what was it? Two what did he Two Kings afterwards. Sorry, Jester Cap to me because that's what I grew up with it being. But like, you know, I uh, hope you're doing well, Jay, if you're listening to this. You're, you're an awesome dude. Thanks for giving us our start. Um, but like, mm. you Wait, know, we've so, been listening to this. Yeah, I guess so. Um, but so like, <laughs> I think about like Ooh. what, like what that campaign fell apart for a multitude of reasons that I've already talked about. And I don't want to rehash because it's all in the past water under the bridge. But like, you know, I essentially cherry picked you guys. Cause I was like, you guys were always showing up prepared, excited with new ideas. Like you were just so engaged. I also found a Dave, you know, it was the older brother of like a kid I graduated high school with and hung out with all the time. And I was like, I can't believe that we've made this connection now. Cause I grew up like looking at your fucking Warhammer models, you know, in your bedroom when you were like away in the air force, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it was like, yeah, it was crazy uh, that we ended up at the same D and D table together and now best friends writing a fucking podcast together. Right. But like one of the things that we first said at the start was, was like, I felt like I was a forever DM because like I was the only one wanting to do it. Well, Dave's like, well, I got experience doing this thing. I think you actually ran a, a session, I think once potentially at our campaign. Wait, I don't I, remember. I can't remember. Um, I don't remember. It's all fuzzy maybe? to me now. <laughs> yeah. But like, we, I, 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 I kind of pitched this idea to him. I was like, well, what if we like alternate where essentially we'll just like, you know, you do a story arc and then wherever that leaves off, the next person just kind of picks it up from there. Like we'll do our best to just like not spoil things for each other, but just like, you know, find a way to hand things off so that it makes sense or give you time to like, you know, come up with what, what's next, but we can just like kind of tandem DM a campaign and because I wanted to play. I wanted to be able to just have moments where I could just be a player and just be one character and not have to worry about anything besides what's on my character sheet and the, and the other players that I'm interacting with, right? Because like then it's more fun. It's, it's a different kind of fun because then I just get to be part of the cast. Mm-hmm. Now, at, at what point did you and Dave decide we're taking this to the end and we need to pick plot points? Like, so did you ever throw things actually, back and forth? Like, we already wrote what the overarching story was going to be right at the start before we even recorded the first episode. Uh, we spent some time just together uh, emailing each other, like sharing docs on Google Drive or in Discord about yeah. just like, um, okay, like I remember writing, like he wrote out a bunch of stuff about like the runners, when the crucible runners were like all that stuff. That's like the lore we started with. I There's going to be a frogman. Yeah. No. You're like... Eight paragraph treatment came first about the various yes. factions, and then I riffed on that. And then, yeah, there was can you post emails, that somewhere? Google Drives. Oh, I sure, even, it's uh, I, I could probably dig that up. It's it's very out of date now. You can kind of see yeah. the, the huge no, but change. I would but, I would love to see it myself. I don't think I've ever seen it. Yeah, that would be really cool. Never seen it. I know I've like, got the Teldurian. Being there from the sure, start yeah. would be really cool to see like how you guys kind of started this off and like where it came from. Like, what was the brainchild and all this? I had that on Trello, I think. It was like an old oh, God, board we yeah. were using. Oh, wow. Uh, we, I totally yeah. forgot about that damn thing, that Trello board we had. That's That was where we used to store all of our shit, and they just kind of fell off. But, like, all I remember writing was, like, the story of Ool, right? About Filbert, yeah. about... And Dave was actually the one who suggested that the kid be named Filbert. He's like, the kid has to have a name that is like that, like you know, you could you can't help but like make but like make fun of, right? To kind of highlight the fact that this kid's like picked on. He's like, you know, he's not treated like you know, like like the same. How do you feel about that, Phil? All right, for the wait, is it Ph Filbert? 
I L. No, no, no. F I L B E R T. Phil from from Rocco's No, it's like almost assuredly that's where I pulled like Dilbert. Yeah, but I remember on the page. Wash your hands. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. A lot oh, wow. of this was I in. No, I did such a too. good filbert. Oh yeah, and I never delete text, so it's like if I were to go to my text with Fran and scroll way the fuck back to 2016, it's, it's there the- somewhere. I'm <laughs> nauseous. <laughs> I actually remember when I came when I I think when I had the idea for the plot twist I was sitting in the parking lot of a fucking Wendy's on Niagara Falls Boulevard like in between two job sites uh, eating lunch and it, you know we were texting and that's where it came up it was what did like you have and, what's your what's your regular Wendy's order Dave used to be um baconator and now um usually because my appetite is way less than it used to be like five six years ago like just one a or two a couple of, couple of junior bacons a ketchup Man. packet there's the world doc oh my god i found the word doc okay i'm gonna put it up in our in our discord yeah, post oh, that maybe. that's so cool um so you can kind of see how much it's changed though right because again this is this is i wrote like the, the last modified date on this is july 11th 2016 do we want to put that behind the the paywall are we gonna make that a page Patreon? Oh, no, no. let me let me read through it again and just see if yeah maybe i'll share it on patreon or something like that let me let me let me think about what to do with this i'll, I'll like i'll tell people uh once i make a decision because again like i'm just like trying to think about like where it lit where it needs to live and if i'm like actually if i actually want to share this with everybody like the world i mean you guys can with our with our haplings yeah but like this was what do we call our fans again <laughs> The I don't think we'd been named. Uh, this isn't even. Yeah, this is definitely the edited version because I think the original started maybe a, a like was only a few of those paragraphs before we got into uh, factions of the realm, and that was on the original doc. Yeah, and all the all the factions are in here. We didn't even we didn't even explore some of these factions because we just never traveled to those places. But I wanted to make sure because we had that map, right? I started with the map. I asked Maxime Plus for permission to use the Telduria map that he had posted on the DMs Guild, right? He gave me all the instructions we need to do to make sure he's credited, you know, that we, you know, provide links to those things, like, you know, like on our homepage and stuff like that. So, you know, but so like I wanted to essentially, okay, I had the map, I had locations, I had things that were already on there. So now just start, take those things and make them, make them something. Right. Um, and that's all I did. I just took each location or each major like place and then built a faction around who lives there, who, who are the inhabitants of this area? What do they do? What are they about? Um, so that if we ever were to encounter them, I, we already have a basis for like what what they're like, right? And what that interaction is going to be like, and why you might be there, right? What what are you you know what are you what kind of what kind of adventures are we going to have there? So you know we obviously explored some of them, like the Arch Clerisy of Valen, the Omega Project, um, Shalandria, the the Black Crown, which is the Crow Kings like people. Um, the well, we didn't really necessarily see the Grey Guard, but that was the people of the Grey Citadel, oh, the Sea we, Lords. We haven't even touched on the Halloween specials. Mm-hmm. Oh my god! <sighs> like once you got to the point where you're like, Halloween's coming up, and and we want to do something different. Yeah, we just kind of picked Halloween as sort of a thing that we wanted to like do special. Yeah, you know what? Thanks for reminding me, Phil, because like, that's the thing. Like, my mind is just John, a void sometimes. John this got stuff. like what a seven episode run. It was not intended like to be that way. It was not intended <laughs> to be that way. Oh no! What are you trying to say, Phil? <laughs> all I'm saying, all I'm saying is like it was a beautiful turn where you could tell we were experimenting. 
And, yes. and don't get me wrong, I came to the show as a fan. Like, if if uh, listeners don't know, like Fran and Dave basically like ushered me into the fold, and I ran with it because I couldn't game as regularly as I really wanted to. Like, the cast was kind of full at the time. And I think it might have been when Joe left that you started like really drawing people in. And finally, I got to be on the show. It had already been playing for over a year. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I feel like one of the lucky ones. You know what I mean? Like, I was well, Phil, I mean, but, but even before you like had your first episode as Hedrick, like you were already doing stuff for the show, right? As like a mm-hmm. quote unquote fan, like a friend, but yeah. also a fan, right? Mm-hmm. You were, you made all of our character art. I remember you designed all those amazing initi- initiative trackers, right? We were just talking about before we turned the mics on. Right, like the right, portrait of Pregnar and the sausage. yeah, yeah, exactly. So it's just like <laughs> you were like already sunbeam. <laughs> you were already <laughs> you were already in the orbit of this show, right? It was, so it, it, it was, only made sense to involve you because it was just like it just it just it, there was it just didn't feel like a question. You know what I mean? It just felt like an evocative experience. Like I knew these circles. I knew these were all boys. Like I mean, surely. I could trust in these guys because they had experience. And I was like, fair enough. Spe- like, actually, I, and the weirdest thing part, like, I got to say. The little gag that I came on was like I was filling in because Mike was unavailable. Yeah. And and Mike played a bard and I had played enough D&D that I was like, I want to challenge myself and, and play this bard like very charismatic, you know, not really. What I typically think of a hero. The amazing right. songs that came out. <laughs> but I was like, if I'm going to be a bard, I have to be a very different bard. Mm-hmm. And well, and you know, I think that we had our sort of like ultimate um, uh, sort of realization of that during the, the Battle Bard. of the Bards episode. Battle of the Bards, <laughs> yeah. Like that was, that was, I mean, the dynamic between you two established in that episode and then thereforth was probably one of my favorite things that we got to just like kind of call upon. If I ever needed to just like farm a little content, right? I'd find some way. And I know Dave would do the same thing of just like trying to pit you guys against each other a little bit, right? Mm -hmm. To create scenarios where like you would be at odds, right? Or you would be trying to one up each other (laughs) because you're both, you were both starving for the spotlight, right? And I think what's fun about that too. craved it so much, right? But he was more humble in his approach. Whereas Mm -hmm. Quinn was, just balls to the wall like you will know my name and you will know it was me you know (laughs) also can we just talk about how like one of the main turning points of like the status of the party in the story was when you uh i think it was the plot point that quinn was like writing uh messages and uh, send and rolled the like D100 as a 100. And I rolled a D100 yeah. and I rolled okay. We'll see 100. how this goes. Roll a D100 and I literally rolled a 100. No, I rolled it. I rolled oh, I rolled did. a D100 to see like okay, let's just kind of see the, the the magnitude, right? I was going to just kind of use that as sort of a, a brief like a like some sort of reference for myself to see like how effective your 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 advertising campaign was, right? And like I I, I rolled a perfect 100, so I was like, well shit. Like Couldn't I must, I must, I must do, I must do as the dice have decided, and so I did. Yeah. You know, well, um, I think what's fun about the Hedrick Quinn thing too is you've got you've got this this campaign, you've got this party, and you got two bards, and yes. like I've never like it's very rare to have people playing a bard in a campaign yes. to begin with, and here you have two of them who are doing things so dynamically different. 
And it was just so cool to to have been a part of that too. I want to I want to add something too because like you know I think that okay so there's always been sort of the chaotic element right that existed and for a long time that was James right <laughs> Hob- the Hobbit timer is is it, it, to us infamous right like mm-hmm. that we established the concept of essentially a Hobbit timer where like Massimo listen, changed that if, all <laughs> well hold on right I, well, I'm gonna get to this hold on because and then because then because then we had Nicole and then Nicole was sort of the ultimate agent of chaos as well right and especially when, especially when James was able to be you know back on the show for a little while and the two of them had their back and forth that was like almost like but uh, let me get to that so we started with like again the Hobbit timer right and I think the heist really exemplified that. I think that's really where the Hobbit timer was born, where he was just like, you left me alone. You left me alone for 10 (laughs) minutes. What was I supposed to do? It's like literally what we told you to do, which was nothing. And, you know, it's just like... Um, so like, you know, from then on, right. It was sort of like, we have to stop arguing and make a fucking decision or else James, AKA Hobbit is just going to go do it. He's just Uh going to go do it. Whatever it is, whatever he's got in mind, it's just going to happen. Right. And then my my theory (laughs) is that this exists in all parties and has always existed is that if you wait enough time, the most impulsive member of your party will take the wheel. Mm -hmm. And that's been James. That's been Nicole, that's been Massimo, that's been Mm. Zach. The four of you have basically caused me to stop writing too much shit in advance because you're all (laughs) agreed. Agreed. Plus, I have two bards who, by their nature, are completely (laughs) fucking ungovernable. (laughs) And the thing is, like, you know, with the way that John played Jarrell, like, yes, he was sort of that, like, the grounding presence, but he was also because of his own ego. Also, like a bit of an agent of chaos himself, even oh, yeah. though he was still acting within the bounds of his oath. Like yeah. he, like you know, Jarrell was just sort of like that. He wasn't law- he wasn't lawful stupid, right? Like he, like right. You know, th- 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 that 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 trope of like being so lawful good that you're just right. like too dumb to actually understand what it actually means to be like good or like actually for the people or whatever it is, right? Yeah. Like I don't really want to go into that trope too much, but like you know, but at the same he time, was a there shining is- light of good. Maybe yes. sometimes a little bit of a dim light, yes. but a shining well, light nonetheless. Th- th- I couldn't have said it better <laughs> right. myself. Exactly. Well, yeah. What I like to think was the straight man, except yeah. that his straight man is wackier than the weird one in most other duos. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. And the fact that it is almost like a timer, but in Jarrell's case, it's a meter. And <laughs> at, at given time, a tolerance meter, right? The yes. tolerance goes down. But if he exceeds that tolerance, then he will act. And I like to call it the nope meter (laughs) because Javel would like handle so much, you know, shit from the rest of the party. Yeah, well, there'd be times where I'd have, I, I, myself or Jay, or, or Dave would have to be like, hey, Jarrell, are you OK with this? Right. What's being oh, suggested sure. right now? Right. Um, sorry. The influence characters had on each other was a huge yes. part of why I loved it so much. Like mm-hmm. when. When Pregnart or Dudu were around, what happened? When Charel was there, could they get away with certain things? Right. Um, and those those were all just fantastic. And then, of course, Jarrell's morality compass did shift. I think part of that's Felix's fault. <laughs> Sorry. Um, it, it wasn't like a shift like in the good evil axis. It was just sort of that 90 degree, the, that opposite direction shift compromise. Pragmatism. Right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Actually, so I'm curious about something. So Nicole, right? As someone who joined our show like years into it, right? Mm-hmm. 
Um, you know, I, 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 you can speak to this a little bit better, but just to kind of like, I guess, give a little background. Like when I told, when we talked about Boris the Butcher, you had essentially like when I, when I told you about this character, you essentially listened to a few, well, a few, the first few episodes of our show. And then the episodes where Boris appeared to kind of just get an idea of what she was like. But like, what was it like for you, I guess, like walking into the established universe of the hapless heroes and like trying to embrace that and like make your mark on it. I'm kind of, I'm just curious. Cause again, like you're probably one of like you know, one of the newest cast members, so to speak. Yeah. But at the same time, you've been with probably us for one a of while. The top eight newest cast members. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you gave me a good summary to come in with. I still definitely felt completely lost in the first episode that I was in. It was just like absorb and make as many notes as possible because I have no idea what's happening. But like the campaign that I had played in before this, I mentioned, had gone a couple years. We got up to like we definitely did not hit level 20, but we were in the teen levels. Um, so like I I had experience with like the large world building and the very, very detailed uh, DM that's just got a like you know crazy universe. Shout out to give me Sam. a lot of you're giving us a lot of credit. Um, I was gonna say you're giving <laughs> us a lot of credit there. As I say it's probably to, to your to your DM because like well, you know, a, yes, yeah, we have this a, large universe, but so much of it was improvised. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, where where uh, Sam, my DM from my long campaign before this, had spent a lot of time making an incredibly detailed universe with like notes that didn't even get touched in the end, which you're familiar with because you know you've got players like me that are just like rails, what rails. <laughs> um, but so like coming into it was was all right i guess in 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 that sense because i kind of had a footing for that type of game but coming in in the middle was definitely like a lot of observation at first when i when i look at some of my early notes right like i have a note telling me to listen to episodes 14 and 15 um and then like my notes from the first episode i was in just say things like 161 years ago something went wrong in ool and then loyal to queen and then something fishy is happening and then uh let's see here kip is not here i tag along with jarrell and hide sea powers came from some potion <laughs> it could just be being like i have so many things i need to like learn and ask questions about here <laughs> mm. i think that's what was cool about like how we kind of were in and out too. Like I know Zach and I were were the longest running non-DM cast members, but we also had these moments where we were kind of absent for for chunks of time. And mm -hmm. what was cool about that is it developed the story even more, right? Because Quinn would come back or Peridot would come back and not know what was going on. And so characters had to either catch them up or like we had to like jump into the story. And I think that's what created such a cool dynamic with a lot of the story arcs. Yeah, I mean, you know, we did our best to sort of just like work with what we had, right? Like if someone couldn't be here, all right, like that's fine. Like we just, we will figure out a way to continue on anyways, because like well, we just didn't want to ever really stop. Mm -hmm. I, I think what was kind of like a very interesting flavor was like Fran had said, everybody was invested. But these are kind of like awkward situations where people are running into one another and like trying to fill each other in. And like as characters, you start to just kind of accept things as they are rolling and be like, there's a frogman on deck now. <laughs> yeah. There's a, a goose up in the crow's nest. Like this is You were you were married to a cloud giant. Yeah, this is how we roll. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like when you get that kind of freedom, you 
really just want to kind of push it and say like, I'll, I'll dive in, you know, mm-hmm. I think everybody brought it and that's yeah. why, that's why it made it to level 20 fighting Vecna and Larlock. Like it came down. Yeah. To it. So the idea, uh, so this, the, the whole, like, uh, like, I guess like, tr- like the, 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 the evil triangle or not the evil triangle, but just, we'll call it the, the, the triangle of Illuminati. Like, the heroes, the triumvirate, right? You had the heroes at one corner, and then in the other two, you have like uh, essentially future Filbert, right? AKA uh, is known as Ebenezer, quote unquote, right? And then you had uh, Vecna. So you had um, future Filbert and Vecna were opposing forces, and you and the two of them were also opposing forces, right? Um, so like. I, I like once we started to kind of like really get into the meat and potatoes of okay, we need to like start create like making this separation more clear, right? And start you know kind of hinting at the fact that it's more than just like this 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 one this one thing, right? Because like you know I didn't really think we were going to get so far into the realm of the gods like we did, right? We were, we kind of almost turned this into like a planar campaign at the end, um, but it's kind of cool that we did. I don't know. I mean, I wouldn't trade it for anything. Like it was just not what we had intended when we first set out to this it was just that okay like obviously with powers this great the gods have to be involved in some way right like and so for me it was more like okay vecna is an opportunist so like whatever this shit that future filbert did vecna saw that it was like opportunity opportunity for me to do something terrible and i like things that are terrible and so like you know that was his sort of like way in right as sort of a way to exploit these magical forces or whatever to now become a big bigger player than he was before, right? And then, so then, so, so then we saw all that stuff was just happening in the backdrop, right? Like really unbeknownst to anyone, right? Until it started to be introduced and the effects started to be more prevalent, because like when we we started to see the difference between what future Filbert's undead looked like, right, and what Vecna's armies looked like, suddenly now we have this separation. It was like, wait, well, what's going on here? You know, was that a, was very was hard swing. to manage. Um, it was to a make sw- sure that we hit everything. Yeah, big swing. A swing in like levity. Everything that you do is going to matter from here on out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you know that was hard because, like, you know, I think Zach brought this up many, maybe by sometime, maybe a year or two ago, where it was like, you know, our format is is, is it, 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 okay. The format that we've sort of started to lean into and feel very comfortable in is sort of this one of like very heavy improv, right? Where we're like, okay, we have like some things prepared, we have some ideas of how the adventures are going to go. But we like myself and Dave have allowed you guys to sort of take the driver's like take the driver's seat for a little bit, you know, to sort of like help create these stories. And we just kind of like build them around you. Right. That's sort of the, the, the method we adapted as the show went on. But it became a little more difficult to maintain a story structure, you know, with those with the la- sort of the lack of guardrails. Right. Because we were treating this campaign more like a sandbox which is fine. That's great. But we were still trying to like slap a story onto it. Right. And I think that's why it took three and a half years to wrap up the final couple weeks of the campaign. I think that's really (laughs) really the best explanation for us. I think that's really the best explanation for it. Right. Is that like, you know, it, that was, that was the main challenge was just like, how do we actually conclude this fucking story when like you guys will like, will take any little thing and make it an adventure. (laughs) The hamster. Uh, the herring yeah. pie. 
The Harry Pie. Oh my god. <laughs> didn't we didn't we spend like half a oh, session de- deciding whether we were gonna go? Two sessions on go to the a Harry brothel. Pie. Like, that you was, dangle that was... these tasty little morsels in front of us. But here's the thing, right? Like that that episode or like that that little mini, <laughs> like that red, that literal red herring was supposed to be a lesson <laughs> in like, listen, y'all, like this is not what you're here for. So like Try to focus. <laughs> Some things are just things, and they're just like little story pieces that are just gonna like just gonna sprinkle them in. But that's all they are. That's all they are. They are not a thread for you to grab and pull as hard as you can on. I'm here. Like, for the like, it's like asking a mouse to not grab the cheese. I mean, right, 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 right. Like I said, completely ungovernable. <laughs> so this is why. Yes. So Zach, I think you said it perfectly. This is that's why it took three fucking years to end this campaign. Once we actually intended to end it, uh, because but of thank God, then we got Boris. Yeah, we got Boris. Yay. We got we got the whole like. Time, to be fair, actually, so I had so the, the, I want to talk for a second about the time loop arc, right? That we did towards the end there, um, because I feel like I haven't. I don't think we had a recap since then, and I want to just address that really quick. We haven't had so a recap to, since I've been on the show, so. Okay. So, like, I had this idea. Um, I, I remember watching, there's a, I'm not sure if anyone's familiar with the the show or the book series, The Magicians. But love it's essentially. It. Yes, I am. Okay, you just love, made that up. Love, love The Magicians. I'm obsessed with that show. I want to read the but book. So, there was an episode, uh, and spoiler alert, spoiler alert, uh, skip ahead, like, 30 seconds if you don't want to hear this very quick explanation but there was an episode where they uh essentially like were reliving the same day over and over again right like just the same time loop because like there was something to be gleaned or something to learn from it right and like but at the end like if like if they fail right the world ended and then suddenly we're back to the start and i was like how do i turn this into an adventure right that concept of like it's like a, almost like a groundhog's day type thing or like the umbrella academy mm-hmm. um you know, I've never watched another the Umbrella Academy, one. but like, oh, okay. it's another good but, one. But, but so, like, there's just also the idea of, of the the idea of essentially like, okay, taking an adventure and having it take place over the course of a fixed period. Hell, Majora's Mask, big, uh, you know, Legend of Zelda, like the, the, the N64 game, right? Yeah. Big, big influence there. Like, you have this many days until everything is destroyed, and you have to figure out how to make that not happen. I think that game is part of the reason I have anxiety as an adult. Okay, but, uh, sorry, <laughs> between two sorry. episodes. <laughs> uh, like you know, so like I wanted to take that, but like you know, take that that concept. It's like now, how do I make that an actual playable adventure, right? So all I wanted to do is essentially introduce the concept of a time loop, which was like essentially like you know, just okay, you had you have your method of resetting. Right, which was eating the fish, which was also unprompted. That I, I did, I, I didn't actually know what the method for resetting was going to be. I just knew it was going to involve like the liquid time that you guys stole. Um, which the like, ended up I made the spur of the moment decision to be like, yeah, I poured it all in the goldfish bowl. Yeah, you guys I'm, just didn't see me do it. <laughs> right. So like, I, I wanted to use that as sort of the vehicle for how this this weird time loop. Because like you know, hand wavy them when we talk about how magic does these things. Right. It doesn't matter as long as it serves the story. Like just fucking do it. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, I wanted to use that essentially eating the fish as your way to reset. If you think, oh nope, this is this this one's fucked. We got we got to start over. Right. But essentially, how we were going to handle the if you did reset. Are we going to have to play through from day one or are we going to yada yada some things if you want to do them the same way, right? Like how do we want to, how how can I structure this so that there's sort of like a, 
something that like a mechanic or something that you guys can use as sort of your vessel to do this, but you didn't really even need much of that. Aside from the reset mechanic, I just kind of like let let some of that stuff play out and just like sprinkle in the story because like again, I had written that the stuff about Ool and the stuff about Filbert and all that shit like six years ago. So like you know what I mean? Or, or, or more. So it was just like, okay, I get to nice now expose this stuff through whatever you guys do. I think what the, was fun about and that then the too. Hamster, and then the hamster happened. The hamster. I think what's fun about that too is, is when you watch those episodes, it's usually just one character. One character is replaying and learning and figuring it out and trying to like reset the, the things right. in motion. Right. With but now group, we had a group of people, a group of people affecting the outcomes. Exactly. Yes. Which is why yes. I think the yada yadas didn't happen because we because were everyone all thinking, wanted to do something different. We were all trying to do different things. And so it was always creating a new scenario everywhere we went. I, I I think it was great. I think it was super fun. But yeah, so like you know, I just I thought that was such a great. I, I don't know. I I, I was, I'm very proud of how that played out. Again, didn't even play out the exact way I initially dreamed it would. But at the same time, like it played out exactly the way it needed to. It was super cool, and I really enjoyed that. I did too. And that's Sorry. hard. That's hard for any storyteller. Like time loops and playing with time. I just wanted and, to do something different. Yeah, I wanted I just to do something it was that really was. Cool. I wanted to do something that was less linear, right? Where mm-hmm. it was like, you know, there was there wasn't necessarily a, 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 a set defined like start and finish. Aside from, either, like you, the start is before the apocalypse, and the end is either you the apocalypse happens or it doesn't. And I actually <laughs> had a plan in place for if you were to have allowed the apocalypse to happen. So, like, if you were to have died, um, and I guess I could, I want to reveal that now. Because like it never had to actually happen, but so the foul upheaval would have happened, right? So like you know this crazy magical explosion, like everyone sort of like just like killed instantly by the magic, and then risen as undead. And I would have had it so that the entire party was essentially undead, right? And then suddenly, like you know, like one of your like like rotting like zombie remains was gonna like you know be like you're just sort of shambling around and happen upon this little goldfish, shambling, (laughs) right? Like shambling around, uh, and then uh, what, what uh. would happen upon this goldfish in a bowl of, you know, in a, in a bowl of water, and be like, "Oh, that's tasty," and eat it, and then it would reset, and we bring it back to the beginning again. You know well, what I mean? Right. Just as like a, you know, like so you see, you witness the apocalypse, you see it happen, and then just happenstance, your character goes and eats the fish, and we start over again, and be like, "Okay, well, we fucked up. That was bad." That was I mean, that would be bad. pregnant, right? Pregnant would immediately right. eat sure. a fish. Right? Yeah, I was, I was, I was, gonna, I was gonna decide in the moment, like which, which of your zombified remains would have eaten the fish. But yes, like that was my oh. intention. If you had allowed the apocalypse to happen, if you had allowed oh, the foul people to actually occur, I would never like, ever discuss exactly how many resets we would have. And no, how I, you, I, you kept saying that they would be did. limited. And I was it wondering, was, like, so he, I, he wouldn't have discussed it with me because he was in no. charge and I was a player. Just, just so. You was told me it was based off of the number of clocks that I had in my, it was based off of how many magic clocks I had, which I believe the answer was six. So yes, yeah, I had six clocks. Hmm. Nice. That's uh, awesome. Did I, and did I have something prepared? So there if are you managed to use them all, two members. <laughs> I mean, I wasn't told this until after we had already <laughs> right. gotten yeah. out of Ool. <laughs> right. Well, yeah. what I like to think is like roll the d six and you got the six. 
Like that was just one little fortune that yeah. gave us more chances rather like, than seeing Pregnart's ashy tongue extend out to retrieve a goldfish. There's two reasons for us. There's two there's two reasons I wanted to keep this ambiguous. One, eight, to make sure I can enable that moment, regardless of how many were left. Um B. I know I said two and now I'm using letters. Whatever. I don't care. The second reason was like I wanted to keep an air of tension and uncertainty so that like there was more because of the fact that again, you guys are a chaotic bunch and just do a bunch of wacky ass shit. I wanted there to I wanted there to feel like there were stakes and that with the stakes not being necessarily even enumerated. I felt that that would increase the tension because like you weren't certain how many of how many shots you actually have. So it would force you or maybe encourage you to make them count. And what's the first fucking thing you guys did was eat the fish immediately. Eat the fish immediately. We, we did not do that. It only took <laughs> one person to swallow the fish. <laughs> was that me or Boris? It was, it was you. Boris. The first really? two times. Oh, no, no, it was Boris. Her. It was Boris the first time. I you swallowed it because did. I got told we were going to get a giant peanut butter cup if I swallowed that's the true. goldfish. Yeah. And I was like, done. <laughs> and ate the fish. Yeah. That's yeah. how Pregnant read the situation. Our first two results were as a result of unexpected decisive action. You and then me. <laughs> Just like, yeah, I don't like this is going drink the fish. <laughs> mm-hmm. Right. Um, and so, like, you know, I, I just... I wanted to give you guys the freedom to sort of um, approach these these resets as you will as you will. I was just going to describe situations as you approach them. There were only a few constants, right? The constants were the uh, Filbert's accident, right, and his subsequent sort of like downfall, his connection with the Modron, um. And like, you know, the opening of planes, essentially it was something to enable him to like, why, why, like, what was his pursuit of this greater power supposed to be for? Right. And the way I had initially envisioned that was that like, you know, because of the fact that he's always been looked down on or not treated as sort of an equal in like the world of magic, especially with who his father mm-hmm. is, this like well-renowned, well-known magician, like always sort of being in that shadow. He wanted to do something so great that like no one could forget who he was. It's just that he, because of his, um, lack of expertise he essentially does something a little too much um and again vecna seizes that opportunity corrupts filbert and then the foul upheaval happens right that's it that was the sequence of events that were always going to play out until you did something to disrupt them those were going to be the constants and every single thing and then we introduced the hamster and then i had to add the hamster as a constant to every single reset that hamster if it exists now, because we've now put it in here, it now has always existed. It will always exist. Like it was yeah, always Jarrell existed. exercised it, so it was all good. But you know what I mean? So like, so like, but I had to make sure that like, okay, if we're going to introduce this concept and like, I'm going to bring it in now, I have to make sure that if we reset again, the hamster is still in play. Thank and how God. do I affect things? So, you know, I was going to find some way for things to get fucked up if it actually got thrown into the ley line. It would just cause a different kind of apocalypse. Right. Where maybe the world was invaded by, like, demon hamsters. I don't know. I, I did. We never got there, so we never really could have ch- had a chance to explore that. 
I mean, you're lucky it's not just some group of murder hobos. Like we find ourselves. Yeah, but I knew that about you. But I knew that about you guys. Like when we started this, right? Because like you know, something that I encourage everybody to do if you're going to start your own campaign at home is like before you even sit down to play your first session, talk about the type of game that an experience that everyone wants to have. Because it's very important that people are kind of on that same level, on that same page. Because there, pe- different people want different kinds of games, and I'm there is no one like right way to play this game. So like, but like at the same time, like if one person's looking for a certain kind of experience, another one's looking for someone that's very different, and you, you as a DM, cannot find a way to make both of those things possible and make both people happy. A decision needs to be made, and maybe one of those players needs to find a different table to play at based on what you're able to, what experience you are able and comfortable providing. You know, and I'm very blessed. Like, like I think to to have such, uh, you guys are just, I don't know, you guys are just great. I I really like, I I I I can't really say much about it. Like Zach, obviously, you've brought such a. Like all of you have brought like a different element of of something that we all need. Like Zach, you've really brought like a, a sense of like of like improv and enabling that level of like just yeah. reacting to things I will because say, you have such a passion friend, for that. That there have been a couple times that you have said that my ideas are not possible. That now uh, are very Already much done. a steady, yes. <laughs> steady concrete <laughs> part of the podcast. I, oh no, that's that's like that's like one of our greatest tropes is uh Fran saying something will never work and then us doing it the Jarrell next getting the grail was one of those moments. Behind the scenes, I just I just uh, also is just maybe a tiny tiny tease for the next campaign. I in the first couple weeks of uh my joining the podcast and talking to Fran about what is possible and what where it could go, I mentioned an idea that Fran said no, it's never going to happen. That is kind of the primary basis of the in- next <laughs> entire campaign. Huh. Fantastic. I just want to say that. Okay, <laughs> sure. Um, <laughs> but I was going to say, but at the start, like I had to open myself a little up more a little bit because like I, I was, I was a preparer too. Right. And like Phil knows this because I think, you know, mm-hmm. you are a serial over preparer. Oh, right? yeah. you, um, you have to let go. I had to let go of so many things that I was like holding on for dear life to, right? It was like, cause like I, I needed structure. I needed like, a, I just didn't feel comfortable like living off the rails, right? And just like being able to come up with things quickly. I didn't trust myself to do that. Um, but I think that obviously as we had been doing this for so long, I started to just trust myself more that it's like, whatever, I, I could just react to what y'all are doing. I could do a little bit of yes ands or at the very least a no but, right? To just like, enable you guys to just express yourselves and like, you know, have your impact as your characters and like really be able to do that to the fullest degree. And we can just sort of like shape everything else around those dynamics. I think that's probably the biggest, the biggest thing, right. About doing this show is that that we have to, like, that's, that's what we need to do in order to make this entertaining, not only for ourselves, but for our audience, because it just helps it just it just keeps things moving, right? We're always just kind of reacting and moving along. And I appreciate like you know being exposed to that new perspective because like, I think that my my view on like how to run these games was much more rigid at the start than it is today. You know, I've sort also, of like, like also <laughs> uh, just in the last couple of months, I feel like I've had a good time seeing us explore sort of the differences between. Uh, the different kinds of scarinesses that are associated with improvising the direction of the podcast versus uh, what we've been doing, which is closing up 
uh, a very directed plot to a very directed point, which exactly has you might think that like oh we've we've written this into the thing or you you guys have written into this thing and not to um, expose you too much, friend, but there was a point in the last couple months where you were kind of like getting down on yourself, kind of getting nervous about like the podcast in general. Um, mm-hmm. and oh yeah, it was an interesting thing just having the realization of oh just because we have a, a decided landing point doesn't mean doesn't make that easier to attain it has its own brand of scariness mm-hmm. yeah As yeah opposed it, well, to when you, like the scariness of trying to like improvise something in on the spot so mm. i don't want to go too long on this but just because i want to talk about you know because you brought up a good point i want to tie that to like what the future of this show is now right um i want to get into that before we close out um but just as a on a personal note right like I'm someone who like when uh, when I when I embark on a creative endeavor, right? Whether it's music, whether it's this podcast, right? Like I am someone who commits like like overcommits, like hundred percent. Like if this is something I'm passionate about, I am in it. Like to, like like I, I eat, sleep, and breathe this shit, right? <laughs> and um, my inner critic is very loud in these moments sometimes because I take these things so seriously because they're my passions. I feel like I'm, I'm always kind of like I'm setting some, I, sometimes I set expectations that I just like, like are unreachable, right. Or are, are things that are just like more idealistic than like realistic. Right. Because like, I just want everything to be the best that I can make it always. Right. But I'm human. I'm only capable of so many things. I only have so much time to devote to certain things. Right. Like if I, I wish I could do this all, all day forever, but I can't, right? I need something to pay the bills because like, we're not we're not doing that with this. This is a passion project, right? Wait, this isn't paying our bills? It's paying our hosting ah. costs. Thanks, <laughs> th- thanks Patreon, Which, right? Hey. Oh, shit. <laughs> right? I racked um, up a big credit card bill. I, I, ah, I shit. <laughs> we'll talk about was, that. We'll talk I about was really that. relying on this. <laughs> but so like, you know, I've developed like it's, a huge pension for Balenciaga during <laughs> podcast. But, but hold, on, hold on, let me, let me just, let me just, I finished this thought because like I, you know, I could, I could, I ramble sometimes if I don't anyways, but so like, you know, it's hard sometimes to like, just take a step back and appreciate like what you have created because like, so like I, I try to be intentional about like trying to do that, especially if I'm feeling down on myself because it's like, it's not worth that because it's like, okay, at the end of the day, we're still creating something and it's like, I'm having a great fucking time, right? I'm having so much fun just doing this with you guys and gals and goobers you know, like it's again. I'll leave it up to you who the goober is, but I think we all. Know. <laughs> um, so like, it's just it's it, it just makes me it just it brings me so much joy. It, it it gives me a lot of joy to share this with people to hear how much people have enjoyed this. Like that, we, how we brought them to tears last week. Like you know, like I was getting a little emotional too because it's just like you know we've done so much together and like I wouldn't trade it for anything. So I have to remind myself of this stuff, right? When I do feel down on myself, like oh I didn't do that the way I really wanted to do it, or oh, I didn't get to this thing, or it's like well just let it go because you know what like we still made something fucking awesome so i have no regrets you know i I don't have any regrets and that's absolutely a lesson i learned through this too and it's something you know um one of my kids is an aspiring artist and it's the lesson i learned in this is the lesson i try to you know tell them there's no such thing as perfect cut Mm -hmm. publish move Yep. Stop, stop focusing on making everything absolutely perfect and just do things to the best of your ability in, yep. in the moments that you're, you know, that you're able to do them in, you know, put your heart and soul into it and good things will come. That's all I have to say. Now, as far as the future of this podcast, again, we have some things in store. I don't want to spoil a lot, but 
we already have, you know, some of the foundations starting to be built for what our next um, campaign is going to be. Um, we're still going to be using like, you know, the Dungeons and Dragons like system as far as we know right now. You know, it's just like, you know, if that's something that's familiar, like we want to make sure that this is accessible and whatnot. But again, we're going to, I think we're going to be leaning more into what we were talking about before was this like this improv sense. Like we have an idea of what our first adventure is going to be and how we're going to, you know, bring us all into what the grander scheme of things is going to be. But like, I personally want to see us doing, you know, more like just actual hapless adventures, right? For a little while before we were to introduce any sort of big bad. It doesn't have to be some sort of like capital B big bad. It could just be what, you know, it'd be whatever it is. I want to embrace the things that we found that we're good at and just really lean hard into those, to those things. So as far as details, like, you know, we're going to do the kind of same thing. We're going to do like a session zero, zero to like kind of explain what some of the new mechanics are. I want to split that into a few different things so that we can just talk about how we're going to run things. And then, you know, for anyone who doesn't want spoilers for what the first episodes are going to be, you know, we'll talk, uh, we'll, you know, we'll leave like a little section for it to cut off and you can stop listening. But for the others, we'll explain a little bit more in detail about like, Hey, these are the things, the new, like some of the custom things that we're introducing here, you know, cause I know there's some of you like, like love that rules shit. So I want to make sure that we have some explanation because like, we're going to be introducing maybe a few custom mechanics, some reflavoring of things that are established. You know, we're going to probably even, we're going to be actually even working on in some of the, our off time here, like an actual, like a, like a sort, like an internal source book for ourselves just to reference and keep track of a lot of the things that we're going to be establishing in this new campaign, just so that we, you know, we could kind of introduce some fun mechanics and some fun fun challenges and just like have a central place where all that stuff is located. So like, that's just some of the stuff we're going to be doing behind the scenes. Um, I'm sure some of us are, I mean, we're going to be meeting from time to, you know, like, you know, often to like go over this stuff and there might be some content that comes out of those sessions. Like, I just don't want to like, you know, put anything concrete out there, but just expect that we're going to be active on our discord. We're going to be active on our socials. Like if you want to get a hold of us, like we're, we're, we're just like a few clicks away on the internet. Um, I just, you know, I, I'm really, really excited to now, like now that we've now that we've finally sort of closed the book on this campaign, like to really start getting into like like heavily getting into writing sessions. Like I want you know to meet regularly and just talk through like lore and establish these things. Like I want everyone in this show who is going to be a part of it, whether you're going to be like a main cast member or if you just want to be you know just part of some of these writing sessions. Like I want to encourage like, everyone here to be a part of like our world building for this next season because like I, I think i think having everyone's creative input in how this world and how this universe is going to be shaped right in the same way that everyone smacked the anvil right that's sort of like my symbolism for like all of us are going to have a hand in how this next campaign looks and feels so i really can't wait for you all to see it because i think it's going to be fucking awesome um I, i'm excited actually, so I'm with that i'm just excited. going to turn it to the rest of the group like are there any parting words anyone has you know before we enter our whatever hiatus this is going to be our brief hiatus. So I, I kind of want to riff on an idea you, you kind of introduced earlier that, you know, before you have the game, you talk with your players about what kind of game you want. And there are actually two answers to that that come. The first one is the one that your players fucking tell you when you sit down. But the real important one is the answer that reveals itself through the play sessions of, what the game actually becomes. And like we became a comedy improv podcast that happened to be built on the bones of D and D. We but, didn't know that going in. It's the answer that revealed itself as we did it. But now we wholeheartedly embrace it. Yeah. And that's just, we, we, we know now we know who we are. So session season two is going to be this very different thing because we have an identity yeah. now. Like we, we know who we yeah. are. I know we know who we are. We're dudes playing dudes disguised as other dudes. 
Not all dudes. We not all dudes. So everyone's a dude. <laughs> I'm glad that dude uh, is gender the, neutral. I'm glad that the uh, podcast evolved into the comedy podcast, yes, comedy improv so. that was built on the D and D bones because it started off as. Um, a it's always sunny in philadelphia reference podcast built on dungeons and dragons <laughs> yeah <laughs> well you, you do what you know until you know what you do the number I mean, of times well and i can't even imagine that that show is not somewhat improv at points anyway yeah have oh, you sure, sure have you is. even done the between two episodes yet no, what? the sunny cast, sunny cast D and D party is gonna okay, be. That's the next one. one that's the next one. Yeah. Mark it down. Um, I love I'll it. Keep it. I'll keep it in the vault. Um, so that's a that's a keeper. Yeah, the, There's a reason why. There's a reason why it's relatable. You know, you can see it. I think um, uh, the relationships that has happened throughout this, you know, ten year like of a of a campaign has been kind of life changing. You know. Uh, coming into the game as somebody, a lot of these, a lot of these players, like you know, none of us are professionals, but like even the experience we have, to be able to translate it to something that is really fun to listen to, yeah, like, listenable? Question everybody, mark. Everybody <laughs> made sure that they were having fun. Yeah, and you I know? think that's the other thing, right? I think I think there was a turning point when we all really sort of, and I don't think it was ever really necessarily spoken out loud, but we all sort of, sort of took the personal responsibility of making sure that we were all having a good time, right? That we were essentially enabling and embracing sort of the, the good time for everyone and finding a way to make that all work together. And that's 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 not easy for everyone to do. And I think that that, that deserves, deserves, deserves some credit. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I've been taking. Uh, like proper improv classes over the past year or so. Mm-hmm. And one of the things uh, that some some teachers like to say is that if you're not having a good time, you're the asshole. Mm-hmm. And I think there's a lot of like creative juice in that. Like if you are in a scene, if you're in your show, if you're in your campaign and you you're like thinking down on it, then like what are you doing? What are you not doing that's like, creating that yeah what's mm-hmm. missing I feel like right? there's like, like, like a lot like, of life in that and there's a yeah. lot of mm-hmm. truth in that sometimes you know individual ones of us and definitely me in more recent months haven't had that good coming out of us but we've mm. you know i've personally felt incredibly fortunate that you guys were there to bring it out of me when i didn't have it in me personally i was gonna say something very similar dave i feel like there yep. were moments where i was like I don't know if I should be in the episode because of where yeah. I was in, in my in my feelings and in what was going on in my life. We all I would had show those up. moments. Yeah, 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 we all did, right? And we, you show up on this screen and you see all these beautiful faces, and it's like, nope, I'm here and I'm I'm diving in. Mm-hmm. Like this is yeah, this is because my three it, and a half hours of fantasy. Well, like because if we, before when we used to meet in person too, like the first thing we do sometimes before we even t- turn the mics on was just like, hey, like how the fuck are you, right? Like this was mm-hmm. sort of like our, our support group session, right? Like, hey, we are here for each other first and foremost, right? Because real life comes first. We all understand this. So if you're going through some shit and you just need to air it out, we're here, right? Like we're all friends. We all get it, you know? And it's sort of like, this has sort of become like almost therapy for us in a way, you know, because like it also gives us a moment to just like, just be ourselves, enjoy ourselves and just lean into something that's not so stressful and so serious, right? It's just like a, something so fun and like, and, 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 and I don't know, I, I, I love it. 
Well, I don't want to conflate therapy with community. Sure, you're uh, right. You're right. You're right because therapy is because therapy's also important. And hey, listen, just not to talk down about what you're saying, but like this is yeah for me personally, the, you guys have just been a really important family to me over mm-hmm. the past years, and I, I love you all very much. Yeah, yeah I love you too, yeah. man. You know, that goes all talk about like the tears. Just, yeah, <laughs> but it's just you know, it's, it's that's what this episode was going to probably end up with. You know, so it's important yeah. to acknowledge that because you know, at the end of the day, that's what this is, right? It's a group of friends like talking in front of microphones and just like having a good time. And we're and we just, I'm so happy that now we've established who we are, how we work together, and yeah. like moving forward creatively. Yeah. With I that think that's going to make a very th- very exciting. I think that's what's going that. to make season two of this show um, that much more like. I'm not going to say high, necessarily, high, I guess high quality, but that's not really what I'm aiming for, necessarily aiming for. It's more just like, like the identity has been established. So like, we're going to, we're going to just be coming out the gate, like knowing exactly what we want to do and how we want to entertain you. you yeah. Know? I think season two could probably last for 12 years. <laughs> <laughs> on that note, on that note, I think, I think, did, I, know, did John, I think John had something to say. John, did you have something? I'm sorry. He's playing D and D. I don't know. Covered. Maybe. No, any, any, yeah, any other parting words or anything like that? We're, we, still have, we still have another mailbag episode coming up. This isn't the last one we're going to be releasing before, again, we take our brief hiatus. But um, yeah. And I think we could, I, I, I kind of want to do, I have like a couple ideas just to have like two to three episode, like little guys. If yeah. just There's to so much stretch, more to talk about, stretch yeah. my legs <laughs> in terms yeah. of uh, like starting to DM. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. Kinda, yeah. Like something that doesn't have anything to do with anything. I've got like, some like prefab campaigns that I kind of want to try out just as training wheels to try out my 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 DM shoes. Yeah, we might as well slap the mics on for that. So yeah, I mean, stay yeah. tuned. Like we'll be like I said, we'll be announcing stuff and all the places where you can reach us, which I'll tell you about mm-hmm. in just a second here. Uh, that you know, so that you can keep stay updated. Because again, we're not going away. We're not going anywhere. We are just going to be burying our heads into making you know getting season two ready for you to experience and enjoy with us. Um, so with that, I'm just going to go ahead and start outroing the show. Um, if you like us, I would love it if you found us on the internet. Like I said, you can find us on Twitter and Instagram. We also on uh, we. we, we like, uh, we're on like Facebook and stuff like that, but you know we don't really use those socials too much anymore. I think Twitter is probably one of the ones where they're like I guess the most active on. Um, but I mean, honestly, you could DM I us in like any of those I, places. I've personally been a little disillusioned with Twitter yeah, and me social too. media in general. Yeah, same. I really right? love. I can't. I can't. Like blow uh discord's horn too loudly i feel like that could have gone the wrong way but discord is awesome <laughs> yeah because i like how intentional discord is again it feels like an, an extension of the community that exactly just it actually feels like a place where we would been and it's really been able to build our community so if you want to join find our discord, the link to that where's yeah. the link to the discord again Sorry. you can find that link in our show notes i think it's in our bio on twitter as well um it's also i think in our bio on instagram there's the that invite link. You can just you just click it, and you if you don't have an account, you create an account. I think you have to have an account for longer than a certain amount of time just to prevent bots and like spam from joining the server or whatever. But join our server. Um, we have like all these different discussion channels. I'm actually going to be structuring things a little bit differently for season two, where I'm actually going to be creating. They have this new ability to have threads, like a forum. So for our episode talk, I'll actually be creating a new thread for each new episode to talk about them in, so that we don't have to do 
a ton of like spoiler tagging and teaching people how to do that. We could just kind of have one place for that to live where the only place time you're going to be exposed to a spoiler is if you genuinely just click on that episode title and then read all the conversation that's happening about it. Just so that we can kind of keep that organized and keep spoilers where they need to be so that anyone can just be part of the discussion and not have to risk knowing something that they haven't gotten to yet. Because people listen My favorite- to podcasts in different ways, you know? My favorite part about Discord is that uh, I've never seen an ad for a weird knockoff brand Spider-Man action figure from Wish.com. That's true. And I mean, I can't speak highly enough about how important that is to us. Leave um, Spooderman so, alone! But so yeah, join Spooder our Discord. Man. Join our Discord, come talk to us. Also, like I said, we're doing a mailbag episode. So I've created a thread in our Discord server in the episode talk channel that it's called Mailbag Questions. Just go in there, throw your questions in there. We will answer them on the air when we record that episode. Um, or if you, if you don't want to use Discord, you can DM us on Twitter. You can email us at haplessheroes at gmail.com. Send you us can blow the dust off of our subreddit. Yeah, sure. Yeah, I think I'll still get mod mail notifications for that. But like, <laughs> so, so just like, however you want to reach us, if you have a question, I encourage you to ask it. If you And if you prefer we not say your name or like say who came from, that's fine. Just let us know. Like, we don't have to call you out, but we will answer your questions. Like, however you feel comfortable asking. That's, that's what we want to do for you, because I'm sure a lot of you have questions and there's stuff that we did not cover in this sort of uh, pseudo recap. So yeah, reach out to us, find us. It'd be awesome. Also, I love it. We'd all love it if you'd left us a five-star review on the podcast service of your choice. I love because those. Honestly, I love those so much. That's the biggest thing I think still that can help us, like you know, be viewed more in the algorithm. Just or even just tell a friend about the show, right? Just like spread the love of hapless heroes. That's what we really want to like. Really, are trying to say here. And if you say some nice words about us, whether it's uh, in a review form or if it's in a review form on our five-star channel on our Discord. We'll find it, we'll read it, we'll acknowledge you as the five-star human you, as you, that you are, and it's going to be super awesome. You should just do that. Um, also, if you really, really, really like us, I think I mentioned at some point during this show, and I've mentioned it many times at the end of many episodes, we have a Patreon. It's patreon.com slash haplessheroes. I'm, I'm working on, if, if, if stuff hasn't already been moved all the way to the $5 tier, I'm working on sliding literally every all the bonus content we have currently to the $5 tier. Because at this point, like, five bucks a month, like I said, price of a cup of coffee every month, all that money goes back into the show, and I want to make sure that it's all this bonus content we've made for you is accessible to whoever you know wants to, to to listen to it. Because it's just like, you know, we we just love making stuff for you. You seem to all really enjoy it, so we're just going to kind of keep on doing it. So again, Patreon.com/slash/MSZeros. Check it out, see if it's worth your money, and uh, you know we appreciate it. And if you like us right now, you like us, Sally Field, and the whole deal. I want you and your little rascal of a best friend to fake your own deaths and then hide in the rafters of your funerals. And um, at the at the uh, perfect point in the funeral, jump down and tell everybody to listen to our podcast. Doable, unethical, but doable. <laughs> um, and with that, everybody, outroing my cast once more. Uh, we've had John. Y- yep. <laughs> yeah, I surprised him. I got him first. You know what I think you got him with was usually it's John as. Yeah. yeah. No, it's we've had John as John. John as John, yeah. I don't see my catchphrase now, I guess. On to the next one. <laughs> oh, wow. We, until next time has been put in the vault. That's it. We're not getting it anymore. Uh, Phil as Phil. I had a Hedrick outro. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Go ahead. No, that's even better. That's even better. <laughs>
Yeah, you can find me at hedrickshead.notarealpodcast.com. Again, that is not a real podcast. Zach, as Zach. I was actually playing a character named uh, Freddy Two Hands. I see. Cool. Uh, Nicole, as I, I, Nicole? Uh, until next time. Oh! <laughs> My boy didn't trademark that shit! <laughs> Yoink! Mike as Mike. It's been fun. And Dave as Dave. The hardest role I've ever played. And I'm Francesco <laughs> playing Francesco. Oh. We will see you uh, next time for our mailbag episode of Bye Now. Stay tuned. Bye. 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 Goodbye. So long. <laughs>